Hey, it's Candia Raquel, founder of Centro de Poder. Welcome to the Sensual Sessions, the place to be to sense your fire so you can share your flame. And today we have a very special guest. She is Marina Sarsara. She is a somatic teacher and a body-mind centering trainer. And she's also a multidisciplinary artist. She's a dancer, a sculptor, she likes to write, and she's a wonderful person. Welcome, Marina. So happy to have you here. <laughs> Hello, Candia. Thank you for having me. It's really lovely to, to meet you. My pleasure. So tell us a little bit about what you do on your everyday work for teaching this connection to the senses, connecting to the body. Mm. Okay, so my work, um, I have two lines of work or more, or more. <laughs> but the two main of, of lines of work, yes. <laughs> um, one of them is the somatics. So it comes through the sensing of the body and teaching somatics, teaching body-mind centering. So somatic movement education. Um, and the other line is art. So I also come from fine arts and also dance and visual art. Um, so basically talking about the senses, for me, both, uh, both disciplines, you know, both fields of work somehow find and meet each other very much in my work through the senses, because to me, making art is a sensorial experience and uh, being and connecting to the body, you know, finding the body is through the senses very much. So it is waking up the senses. Um, and uh, I have created in the last years, I have created something of mine that brings my lines of work together and it's called somatic art. And this is basically what I'm interested in is how to create through um, sensing the body. So how can visual art or fine art or dance be expressed, but through uh, inhabiting and sensing the body, sensing the skin, sensing being through the senses. Um, and, um, at the same time, how can art be this place of um, sensorial input? So how can this place also be a place of experiencing and perceiving through the body, the materials? So in this way, many times, you know, it is starting from one or starting from the other and then finding you know this common place of sensing but also expressing and sensing through being or sensing through making but really waking up to the senses being visual or sometimes it is with eyes closed and it is sensing the materials and drawing without seeing or it is a drawing with your feet or it is drawing with your body with both hands no, so it is very, in this way, very much about being in the present moment. This is an extraordinary approach, what you're doing of 
somatic arts, both from the stage of creating the, uh, the, the piece of art and also from, from this experiencing part of being like a, an spectator uh, enjoying the, the art. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes we just are stuck in our discursive mind and, and thinking and thinking and thinking and talking and mechanically doing without getting immersed in the experience of, of the flesh that is where, where life is in the beingness of all that, that you are. And I, I love how you say of creating with, with your eyes open and having a visual experience and sensation, but also like sensing the materials when you have your eyes closed and involving your whole mm. self. And I remember I was just mm. talking with you a few minutes ago <laughs> before we started. And I'm gonna tell the audience about how was a key experience in my life of being an spectator of art with my whole body, like from my senses and not <laughs> just like judging like, no, he, he painted with the right color, but the wrong contrast or whatever. So I was in, in <laughs> Venice about to enter the Guggenheim Museum. And I remember I just like, mm. went through the door and I felt like an energetic impact in my body, like completely disorienting mm -hmm. and I just slide through the wall to, to a bench and sat there, I think maybe for over an hour, completely stunned at a painting. Like it was an overwhelming experience of, of, of what I was seeing. I, I was not only seeing the painting, I was living in my flesh through my senses a whole experience like I was uh, taken to, to a different cognitive domain to, to a unique space and that's one of the biggest and most intense artistic experiences I had in my life and hmm. when I finally like got over it overcome like the bam the shock I walked to the painting and saw on, on the little card, like that was a painting from Pablo Picasso. And I was like, I used to hate Picasso, but that time <laughs> <laughs> I learned to respect like, like an artist. And like, I am amazed of this transformative power the true art has. Yes. It's, it's difficult yes. to, to say what is art and what is not art because it's very subjective. Yes. But I can say that, that art mm. touches you. It can be words, mm. it can be images, it can mm. be textures, but that happened in the body, mm. in, in the mm -hmm. flesh. And even if it's mm. like stunning, there's also like a quality of, of pleasure. There's, there's a quality of a certain understanding, a certain realization that happens or for me through the artistic mm. experience. So what would you say mm. about experiencing pleasure so somatically, like somatic pleasure, mm. not, not just like the pleasure of thinking, but what can you say yes. about yes. somatic pleasure? 
Yes, that's really such a lovely question also, no? because I think we avoid very much the word pleasure and uh, or it has specific connotations. And it's really nice it's to be able to open you know, the, the notion of pleasure to actually everyday, everyday um, small things, you know, that are sensorial things. And uh, even when we are talking about art, you know, how much do you open to receiving? And I think uh, pleasure has to do with openness, to with opening yes. towards something, you know, to being receptive somehow to have this you know sometimes they say in body mind centering like um, how the egg and the sperm you know so the egg is very receptive you know there to receive you know and there is this is like a state of exactly very <laughs> so big. this is like a state of being very big it's like very huge being um but it is it is more the state of being than doing so the sperm has more this notion of like, um, you know, go knowing where it is going, having a specific aim. Um, and it's more about doing. Yes. So the egg is more about being. And there is something about this being and this receptivity that, that um, has to do so much with pleasure, with how open am I to receiving this artwork not mm -hmm. only through my eyes but also through my skin you know how much can my senses participate in that and of course I mean obviously some you cannot touch many times the works of art but there are so many times that I have been in a museum or it, like in a gallery and I really wanted to touch this sculpture because I understand it more and I can participate more you know, and I can sense it more. So materials are so powerful. They have this amazing sensorial power and richness. And that's why I love working with materials somatically because it's very different to propose, I don't know, to the students to bring one material, you know, like maybe... Um, a feather, yes. for example, you know, <laughs> and then, you know, to really, <laughs> and to really have the experience, you know, how is it to touch yourself with this material or how is it to touch yourself with something harder, you know, like, um, uh, here I have also like a brush, a brush is different also. This is a different touch. What do you have there? A pencil, and I am touching myself with the eraser, with the painting <laughs> thin area, and the <laughs> wow! Now no, no, my office has it's like ah, this is so soft, <laughs> and the paint. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And, and we have this at the reach of our hands every day. Like, like life is. Pleasure. Exactly. How are we wasting our lives, like disregarding all the gifts it is, of the materials around us? And exactly, you know, it is so available. It is so, so easy. Yeah, and as soon as you engage to to your somatic experience, 
you get focused and concentrated and there's no space for distraction. You become involved in the, in the experience of either the doing or the receiving what is going on there. Exactly. It's like being available to the present moment. There is something that, yes, it's not always pleasure. Sometimes it is pain. Some other times it is pleasure, but it is being fully available and alive, you know, being fully present, you know, through the senses. So, and everything is, you know, I mean, it might be that it, it feels really pleasurable in some places, and it might be that it feels annoying in some other places. But it is, yes. But Yeah, pleasure has a discernment. Pleasure is intelligent. Like, like when you said it, it, I was like already almost like crossing my eyes <laughs> because it feels so good here in the <laughs> But then when you say it annoying, like, okay, what could be an, like the pencil in the nose? <laughs> That's such a pleasure. Yeah, so there's an intelligence because, I mean, we are our bodies. It's not that we have a body and a mind. Like, no, it's, <laughs> we are, and that's it. And, and we know so much from the universe and from ourselves beyond our discursive thinking, like just turning inwards to our sensations. And this is so, so immediate, so immediate. Why do you think we, we run away from sensing pleasure, like in our society? Oh. Mm. Um, yeah, I think somehow, Mm, mostly, I mean, I can say everyone, but it is more common for the senses to be more closed than open and available. So there is not so much availability for sensing the pleasure. Some, somehow we have put this like pleasure space in a very specific time yes. and context in yes. our life. So it needs to be, you know, and it needs also to be specifically with someone else you know um but it can be also having a walk and sensing the wind yeah. that's what i mean actually to opening up a little bit more to what does it be, mean to be available with the senses but then also linked with that needs to go another important part to the part of listening to the senses yes. because the senses somehow are telling us they are um, like the, the, um, the bridge between outside and inside. Yeah. You know? So there, it is through the senses that we are in contact with the world. We are in contact with the air. We are in contact with the people. We are in contact with everything else that is just beyond, beyond the skin and touches us. Um, so, of course, it is important to listen when it is a moment to completely open up the senses and when it is a moment also to close a little bit and contain 
ourselves. Yes. Um, because sometimes it can be overstimulating. And it is good to also go step by step, you know, to really take our time, you know, and see, okay, so maybe what if I take like a sensorial walk today, you know, and um, go for it, you know, not, not expecting to be, you know, COC, you know, accompanied by someone or it is that pleasure is something between two, you know, it can be a relationship with everything around. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. This is so clarifying because indeed we are like expected to, to behave in an appropriate way according to the situations and I mean that's good that's perfect and contextual but often we make our own conclusions that in terms of pleasure it can only be on on a specific setup like on an intimate situation with someone else uh, behind closed mm. doors and yes that's excellent like pleasure should really go there but not at the cost of only having that that place for for pleasure and that make, makes me think that many people have problems there like on the bedroom or in intimate relationships mm. and problems with pleasure because they don't practice mm. the appropriate pleasure on the everyday life it's like Pleasure is about openness, but if you're exactly. all the day framed on on your little box of contention, that it's important uh, hmm. uh, a conscious contention as boundaries with the world, so you're safe and the world yes. is safe from you also. But if there's no like um, sensitivity hmm. and, and discernment to where you're at and where you, what you're doing then you're gonna run on autopilot, depriving yourself, not only from pleasure, but from the feedback of the world that lets you know exactly where you're at. And exactly, I think it's so important pleasure and claiming it yes. back and, and regulate or really being attuned with yourself and with with the space where you're at so the experience mm. both in your receptivity of pleasure and in the way you express pleasure is is appropriate like for example like i yes. I, can, I can make a fetish <laughs> out of anything <laughs> but like Without making yes. a fetish of a pencil or, I don't know, without making a fetish out of, of the cup, like simply being like here, having a conversation with you and yes. being live, like I can talk and feel with my skin, like the cup of coffee, and I can also enjoy the pixel resolution of the screen, and I can also enjoy mm. listening at your voice, and I can also... Mm. pleasure from from my posture and i mm. i believe that this is like one of, of the most important messages for for the essentialists that are listening to us in this conversation like 
really yes yes there's your space so tell us tell us about the space both from the sculpture perspective of the space and the embryological space and all space mm -hmm. yes Uh, actually, I was thinking now, I'm going a little bit behind. I'm still with my, my feather here. Um, so <laughs> just to say that I do agree very much with what you say. And I think many times we are um, subconsciously or a little bit consciously to, you know, closing down our senses to be, so as not to feel pain many times. You know, it is almost like... Um, if we have any painful experiences from the past that all of us have, you know, it is sometimes closing down the senses, you are more secure, yes. you know, uh, but at the same time, we don't realize that if we do that, then we cannot close down the senses only for the painful stuff that can come in. You close down your possi the possibility of also the subtleness of other types of of senses you know uh, sensorial experiences and pleasure um yeah just that and then you're asking about the space yes and i was saying yes before we started uh, recording you we were talking a little bit about the space and i was saying that i love there something that i do love a lot about embryology is the relationship to the space Um, somehow there is this dynamic uh, morphology, this di the dynamics of how the forms are changing. And not only the forms are changing, but the spaces are changing. And there is this relationship between forms and space and form and space and finding support in each other, which is really lovely as a, as a concept. And... Um, Also, we were talking a little bit about, you know, um, supporting yourself with like from the front or from the back, you know, with a yolk sac and with the amniotic fluid. Yeah. So, so it's amazing to think how much the space is actually supporting us and is part of us. And the space has always been a part of us. You know, the space around us was us. The space above us was us. Yes. And it's so nice to send, to have in mind this extension, you know, and, um, and how all of this at some point became part of this form that we are now. But we still, we can still sense those, you know, getting into these embryological um, experiences we can still sense all of the support and the richness uh, of the space around, around us. Yeah. Ah, yes. And I was also saying about how in some way I feel that I love embryology in relation to the form, the dynamics and the space. And somehow I was making the link that I, because I also come from sculpture and from fine arts, that for me, it has always been the form has always been something extraordinary, how the transformation of something, like um, that it can become with time something and then change again and all of that. Um, also being very physical. It is very physical. It is through the body. 
it is like the body participating so much into the making and the sensing of the materials yes yes the body participate in the making and the sensing of the materials i'm loving this can you share with us an exercise <laughs> or a movement experience so so we can connect to to our senses and enjoy yes. pleasure in our body yes okay so something i am improvising now <laughs> so something we can do is for if we can have some paper in front of us just a piece of paper and then find a material that can be i mean it can be charcoal charcoal is nice because then we can use it in different ways and also have lines or uh, marks different kinds of marks yes I, I have a pencil. But, but if you just have a pencil, this is also fine. Um, and somehow, even the pencil, you can use it in so many different ways. Uh, because a pencil, you know, thinking about, let's say, thinking about different sensations. Um, so if you have, let's say, a tingling sensation, then maybe you, you just want to make like some little dots, you know, I mean, you can really use like the pencil in relation to the sensations, or maybe then you feel something really strong, very kind of intense, or maybe then you start feeling the wind and the wind is just a line going around your shoulder. So you can use the material in such a subtle or intense, way by pressing more and pressing less you know and maybe then we can also you know have different kinds of so really not thinking about it and this is one of the things in in my classes i really try to always have exercises that people um, won't think about how it's going to look at the end because the important part is to sense it to be like fully sensorial with it And so if you do have another material that we can touch, like a charcoal that you can have between your fingers on, an, you know, maybe just after, you know, um, we talk or maybe after people have, you know, heard the podcast, they can find another material that you can touch. So in this way, imagine that you can also roll the material on the paper with your fingers. If it is something like... Um, charcoal or maybe uh, pastel pastel so you can start sensing with your fingers also the the page so i am enjoying this yes <laughs> <laughs> yes using so basically my proposal is i'm not i don't know where you are like for example i have the window open so i can sense a lot of wind coming in but i would suggest we have a drawing just for a couple of minutes that it can be fully sensorial so if you have wind or if you are touching like your skin 
just going, you know, with your pencil, exploring how can you somehow go closer to the textures you feel on your skin in this moment. And if it is sounds and you don't have much stimulation on your skin, but you have more sounds, maybe you can also follow if there is a high pitch or if it is a low pitch and if there is a wind. And we can also follow a little bit the breath. So just sensing the breath coming in through the nose. And maybe the intensity of the pushing of the material on the paper can change in relation to how thin you feel your breath comes in or how intensely you sense it in your diaphragm. And then just letting the material really have a life of its own and change directions. And use different marks. And even follow the rhythm of the breath so you can stop in between because you can have a little stop. In between inhalation and exhalation. Or if the in-breath is faster and your out-breath is very slow, you can use the material very differently. And then you can take a look at what you have and really take it, take it in through the senses, through your eyes, really open your skin to what you're seeing. Just appreciating. Yes. Wow. That's fantastic. I mean, this is already a score for movement. You know, in my eyes, this is just... And you can see so many different textures, like softness and hardness, and that's beautiful. I'm gonna send it to the Google Jaime Benis. I love this. I'm gonna continue with the wall. <laughs> yes. 
Yeah, actually, you can, I mean, this is just a very fast, you know, it, we would take much more time and, you know, go maybe through all of the senses and that would be like a really sensorial drawing. But it can be a practice, even just the breath that we did at the end can be a really lovely practice. And, um, and then when you see it, also I think there is something about this um, journey. And those lines, um, they're just so intuitive and so alive. There is so much life into, you know, this immediate. Yes, and at the same time, I mean, I don't know for for everyone, <laughs> but for me, this makes makes a lot of sense <laughs> because it's it's like looking at the mirror. It's like, yeah, I I can sense something, and this movement and this impression reflects me back. So it's wonderful to to be at the same time the creator. And the observer, like the mm. the actor and the receiver of of the action. I think absolutely, you. absolutely. And if you have now time after we talk, you can also dip your fingers into materials that you can sense with your, you know, like and really go through the paper, you know, really sensing the, the whole hand. <laughs> Liking it, liking it very much. Very important practice. Thank you, Marina. Really. Thank <laughs> I, you, Cambria. So lovely to meet you. This is a great, great practice and a great conversation. And this is very important for everyone. So would you share with us, like, what are three words that describe how are you sensing or what are you sensing in this moment? Hmm. Uh, joy, joyfulness, yes. Uh, I also sense some, um, I mean, it, it sounds again fullness, you know, like joy, maybe I can say childfulness. I feel something like there is something about, or playfulness, you know, something about being children again. And to me, being open with the senses is almost like being a child again. And uh, that's why it feels nice to, to do practices that are not thoughtful, you know, just, you know, going for it. So maybe intuitive. So maybe one would be intuitive, playful, and joyful. Yeah. Intuitive, playful, and joyful. Love it. So tell us, where can we know more about your work? Where can we find hmm. you? Okay, so my website is somaticwellbeing.info. And uh, then I have a Facebook, Marina Tartara. And my Instagram is, again, my name, Marina Tartara. And I think this is, yeah, where, where you can find most of my workshops. I have somatic art, art online workshops weekly. Uh -huh. um, Apart from now, the summer season, we will. We are just now having a break. Yeah. So. Yeah. Great. So everyone, go find Marina Sarsara on Instagram <laughs> and sign up for her somatic art online workshops. It's it's great that they are online. 
you can go take it from where we, you know as you said before like we started through you know because of the virus and like being at home so this has been happening for the last two years but we kind of started really liking you know enjoying having that weekly practice so i go on and now i think i will continue also from september yeah yeah great idea thank you so much marina for being here with us thank you candia have a lovely Afternoon, evening. Afternoon, morning. <laughs> morning. <laughs> yes. yes and so really. Thank you. Thank and, you. Yeah. And thank you to all the essentialists. If you haven't already signed up for the essential sessions, go to centraldepoder.com and enter your email to receive these episodes every week on your inbox. And until then, remember to sense your fire so you can share the flame.